0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an israelite in whom there is no deceit nathaniel asked him where did you get to know me jesus answered i saw you under the fig tree before philip called you nathaniel replied rabbi you are the son of god you are the king of israel jesus answered Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one God who creates, redeems, and makes us holy. Amen. (laughs) To be called by God means that God knows one's name. And being known by one's name is a powerful influence on us. To be called by God is an act of intimacy and divine urgency. This truth is woven through all of our readings this morning. In the summons to Samuel, God instructs Samuel first to listen. An old man and a young boy collaborate to hear God's call and vision. The old man knows the ways of the Lord and guides Samuel in the art of listening. Although Eli failed to pass on faithfulness to his own sons, he now serves as a spiritual parent to his young charge. It takes the attentiveness of the young Samuel and the wisdom of the old Eli to birth this new thing that God is doing. Human speaking and hearing now become one of the main means by which the light of God's revelation breaks into the world. This listening, hearing, and responding becomes a communal affair. The communal nature of God's call is articulated by Paul to the Corinthians. They are not their own, but were bought with the cross of Christ. Freedom comes from belonging to Christ. What glorifies God is what is beneficial, not principally to themselves, but to the community to which they belong. Paul interprets being members of Christ in a very radical way by proposing that this intimate union with Christ is analogous to a sexual union. For Paul, the body is not just an ephemeral entity inferior to the soul. Rather, it is the locus of union with Christ in the life of the Christian. Paul urges them and us to remember that because their bodies are united to Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in them, making our very bodies sacred temples. In John's Gospel, Jesus is deciding not just where to go next, but who to take with him. All of the Gospels agree that it is not enough to believe in Jesus. The call to discipleship consists in following him. Jesus had the capacity to see a person in their true light. The encounter with Christ is a potent force that propels Philip and Nathanael. It is the sheer presence of Christ that draws them. Their call is not so much a call to mission as as it is an invitation to an epiphany, or more accurately, a Christophany. Jesus, the Son of Man, is the ultimate ladder stretching between earth and heaven. He is the point of contact between the infinite and the finite, the conjunction of time and eternity. Our call to relationship as that of those encountering God in the readings today is a two-way street involving talking, listening, and responding. How do our pre conceptions of God and God's activity prevent us from an authentic encounter with God. We've heard the phrase created in the image and likeness of God so often that we don't appreciate what it says about us. Our family of origin is divine. We were created by a loving God to be love in the world. Our core is not original sin, but original blessing. Good theology cannot make up for negative anthropology. For God's side, we are always known and loved subject to subject just as the persons of the Trinity know and love one another. We are never an object to God. Yet, like Samuel, all too often we are asleep, not fully sensing the divinity around us or within us. Our hearts, minds, and souls are dulled, so that we can spend our lives living in the temple and never hear or recognize God's call. Discipleship and Christology fit together closely because discipleship is, first of all, a willingness to walk with Jesus. Christology Unfolds in the course of discipleship. It is not obedience to an abstract set of codes, but consent to a costly life giving relationship. In walking with Jesus, we learn who he is. As we learn who he is, we learn what it means to follow him. All relationships take nurturing the one with God more than most. So many things draw us away from it. We live on the plane of the tangible and feed it with things and events and people. Those are the things that occupy our minds. The spiritual plane we take for granted, though nothing affects us more than the loss of it. When we're lonely or depressed or agitated or frightened, the material is of little or no help. What we really need then is the anchoring that only the spiritual can bring. We need the awareness that though life is not in our hands, it is surely in the hands of a God who loves us. It is this anchoring in the spiritual that lifts us above the pressures of the present to the renewed consciousness of the eternal stability of God. The hallmark of a Benedictine community responding to God's call lies in its prayer life. It is the essential foundation of our life. Prayer is a cultivated state It takes time. It takes attention. Most of all, it takes consistency. Consistency is what raises simple regularity to the level of relationship. It is the awareness of God that draws us, whether or not we feel any immediate personal satisfaction. Every spiritual tradition forms a person in some kind of regular practice designed to focus the heart and mind. Our regular prayer here reminds us that life is punctuated with God, encircled by God. To interrupt the day with prayer draws us beyond the present to the timelessness of eternity. Prayer and regular spiritual practices remind us of what we are doing, why we are doing it, and where our lives are going. It sustains us on the way. It's the effort to put ourselves in the presence of God over and over again in the course of the day that prepares us for the abiding presence that is our home. Prayer is not a spiritual vending machine. It is also not meant as an escape from life. Real prayer plunges us into life. Real prayer gives us new eyes, shapes in us a new heart. It demands of us It's so easy to escape into the small self and call it holiness. Those who are truly investing themselves in God invest themselves in others. We are put here to love, not for the sake of the other alone, but for our own sake as well. When our prayer is a journey into the heart of God, then we come to understand ourselves, our fears, our darkness, our struggles, our resistance, our choices. All too often, for social approval or fear of risk or self-doubt, we have learned to resist the call of God to our true development. Prayer does not simply reveal us to God and God to us it reveals us to ourselves at the same time. The round of daily prayer can become the way we are brought to encounter ourselves. It is this self-knowledge of ours that equips us to love each other as a person rather than an idea. In loving We turn ourselves over to be shaped and reshaped in life. The people who love us do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. They release the best in us. They carry us through the rough times. They stretch us beyond the confines of our own experiences to wider and truer visions. They show us the face of God. Our relationship in the spiritual life and the call to it is meant to be an adventure between God and the soul. Without prayer, without attention to the incompleteness in us, a relationship with God is impossible. God cannot enter, and we will never be at home in ourselves until we come to who we truly are in God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.